0: All right, everybody, this is the Ramblings of a Transgender Christian Podcast. I am your host, Anna. So yeah, we definitely have quite a bit to dig into today. Of course, you know, we'll start off with news. Um, I definitely want to talk a little bit about spiritual amnesia, as it's been coined. I definitely have some things to talk about that. And also, if I feel like it, (laughs) we'll see how long this segment goes, um, and if I still, you know, see if I still feel like it by the end of the segment. Um, am we'll also talk about R.C. Sproul and some, uh, kind of yikesy comments that he made recently. I definitely would like to maybe try to dig into those, definitely. Um, and then, of course, you know, we'll have our second segment, which is much more fun and relaxed. Gonna of course talk about my beloved Star Trek in there. Um, end with a good news story, and you know, talk about some other fun stuff, whatever, you know. Anywho, let's um dive right on into this episode and let's start with the news. So the first thing that we're gonna be talking about is been mostly covered from strictly an LGBT angle, which I definitely kind of get because this Um, is mostly advertised as, you know, an anti-LGBT bill, including by the people who are pushing it. But to cover it as a strictly anti-LGBT bill is a major mistake. This is just a screw everyone, screw reality bill. This is a bill that serves no one except for evangelical Christians, white evangelical Christians. And that bill is in Arizona. So what we are doing in Arizona is they have passed a bill that will – okay, this is how it's being reported. That it's a bill that will let parents veto um, – sorry, but basically – I'm trying to figure out a way to put this. But basically say that parents can opt for kids out of learning about queer people. Which, yes, that is correct. The bill does allow that. But it is so much more than that. It is, it's, it's even worse. Like, I want to make this clear. This is not strictly queer people. They it will, that parents can say they, their, they don't want their kids to learn about. But we will get to that. But yeah, so yeah. Um, this bill, it's um, SB 1456. It will say that, it's, that um, parents will be notified in advance whenever we're going to teach that queer people exist. You know, or anything to do with queer people. So that parents can pull their kids out. Kids aren't going to be in class that day. Um, and so yeah, you know, according to the Republicans, it's to give parents more control over what their kids learn. Which is just wrong. I'm sorry if you send your kids to public school, um, they are going to learn what we teach. Like, this whole notion that you should be able to pick and choose what your kids learn... Is this BS? I either, you know teach them? I either homeschool them? Or when they come home that night, you know, and you ask your kids what they learned, you know, counteract that then you know. Uh, but no, the big school should not be the the school should not be in business of letting parents pick and choose whatever kids learn. It's like no, but the point of school is to, I don't know, teach kids reality so that they can be better prepared for you know adult life. So if you don't like that, then guess what. I either teach them different at home by homeschooling or when they come back from school, you know. like This whole notion that parents should be able to pull for kids out for certain things, it, it, it's bullshit. There's literally no good argument for that. I am sorry I've heard it all. And believe me, I am someone who grew up homeschooled. I grew up in an evangelical Christian family. I've heard every damn argument in the book for this. I have never heard one that's actually convincing. You know, once you break out of that evangelical Christian mindset. It, it, it's strictly bullshit. It's basically parents as bitchy and like, I don't like reality, therefore I don't want my kids to learn reality. And unfortunately, it doesn't just end with LGBT people. No, 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 no. Like I said, this bill gets even worse. This book, I mean, sorry, this law... Not only will it allow parents to opt out of their kids learning anything about LGBT people, give us. It will allow parents to opt for kids out of sex education, history, civics, and literature. So, yes, parents can opt for kids out of anything to do with queer people, sex education, history, civics, and literature. Basically, what this uh, do, this literally, like, I don't know how else you point this other than basically allowing parents to just basically abuse our public school system. Basically, what they're doing is turning our school systems into a daycare buffet. Because let's be honest, our public schools are just basically... Daycare, I mean, any schools really, but especially public schools are basically just glorified daycares. They exist, like, they, they just push kids throughout the, the system. You cannot fail the kids. It's a fucking wreck. It, 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 it's a glorified daycare, let's just be honest. But now, not only is it a daycare, it's also a buffet for parents who are but hurt that reality is different than their fucking ideology. And it's like, Oh, no, I, so I want my daycare to only teach my kids about this. Oh, you want to teach kids the reality that George Washington was a slave owner? No, 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 no. I don't want my kids learning that. I want, I I only, I want to, the only thing I want my kids to know about George Washington, he was the first president, a strong man of God, and that he cut, that he, um, that, oh, what was it? That he, like, was honest about cutting down the cherry tree or whatever was that bullshit. I don't even remember that. Stupid-ass mythological story. But, yeah, you know. Oh, the the school's going to have my kids read Harry Potter. I I don't want them reading Harry Potter. Taking them out. Oh, they want to teach my kids about civics. You know, and how, you know, that actually works. You know, like, corporation bad. You know, corporations, um, like, how corporations ruin... Uh, politics, you know, being involved in politics ruins it all. No, I don't like kids learning that. Um, you know, learning what condoms are, I, 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 and how to use them. No, I don't want my kids learning that, you know. Um, they, 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 you know, I, I want my kids to, you know, wait till they're married, and then have no fucking clue on actually how to have sex. You know, because... I believe it says sex should only be done for the sole purpose of having babies within the confines of marriage. Despite the fact that this fucking abstinence, uh, abstinence um, sex education thing has never worked. This has been well studied. It never works and only causes harm in the end. But never mind that. My ideology demands it. So therefore, we're going to push it on everyone's throat. Despite the fact it destroys people's lives. Like, this is evil. These, these people literally don't want for kids to learn about reality. That's all this is. They don't want kids to learn about reality. And so we're trying to set themselves in a place where they get to sit there and choose. It's like, you know, if you want to sit there and choose and, you know, push fakeness and mytho- mythology and all that bullshit, then your kids throw and fucking homeschool them or do it when they come back from school. Don't get to use the public school education, you know, our tax dollars... To, you know, fucking fuck over your kids Like, no And all of our kids, like, no, fuck that Anyway, so yeah Awful bill in Arizona Let me see Um, So yeah The last bit of bad news that we're going to get to Because we got two more good news stories Um, And then, you know, we'll dive into You know, the things I kind of want to talk about Spiritual Amnesia and R.C. Sproul Um, but yeah, so I I can't I can't do it anymore. So remember, probably about a month or so ago, when I talked about Georgia and how they wanted to do genital inspections for for athletes. Well, guess what? It's happening in Florida too. So the house he just passed a bill. Overwhelmingly saying that yes um requiring girls specifically girls not boys um because remember trans man erasure is real um it, girls will have her genitals inspected if, if there's any dispute on the girls' biological sex, somebody's going to get to inspect her genitals yeah I, I I can't see any way that this goes wrong no like, there, there is no way that this goes wrong there is no way that the people who are who are clamoring for this job are fucking pedophiles no not at all this is totally not going to cause any sexual abuse of minors and cause lifelong trauma. no way that this is doesn't cause lead to rape, and possibly even child porn. No way. None. How could any of that happen? Remember, this is about two things. Number one, completely reducing trans people down to vergenitals, raising our humanity and making us nothing more than a walking pair of genitals. Which, let's be honest... Now that I think about it is basically anyone who's not a cisgender man. Because let's be honest, wi- cisgender women are basically just walking genitals too, according to our society, unfortunately. But I guess if you're a bit more progressive viewing, mean, it might be also a walking pair of boobs and butt, but that's besides the point. Um, you know, it's just... like How do you... Like, who? Thinks this is okay. Like, how do you tell yourself that this is okay? I, I I don't understand. Like, I literally cannot think of anything other than you're a fucking pedophile. Like, I literally like I literally don't know how any person with any sense of morality like thinks this is okay. Like, I uh, literally have to believe that yeah, that that, that, that People voting for this are just are all a bunch of pedophiles like I don't know how you sit there and make a good argument for this like that or you are so fucking stupid that you should never be in politics. Like, it's got to be one of those two things. Like, I don't understand how anyone with an ounce of morality supports this or even thinks that it's a good idea. I don't know how anybody with an ounce of morality comes up with this. Like, oh my gosh. There's good, like, like, when does it almost inevitably get signed into law? I, this is going to be the shit of lawsuits 15 to 20 years from now. There's going to be a shit ton of lawsuits over this. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I I, I can't. I, I, I just can't. How does anyone think this is okay? How? Oh, my gosh. This is not even just screen over trans people. This is screen over cis people. This is screen over over bio, quote-unquote biological women. Like, oh my gosh. I can't. You know, we're, we're moving on from this. What is actual degeneracy? Okay, Did they talk about like, things being degeneracy. No, no, no. This is actual degeneracy. I want to make that clear. This is actual degeneracy. Oh my gosh. So yeah, let's... Let, I, I I I have no interest in continuing wallowing in this degeneracy. Oh my gosh, okay. Let's talk about some good news. So um, this one is so let so <clears throat> I think the first one is Americans and how they completely oppose these anti-transgender laws. So this is pretty damn good news. Twenty nine percent of people of only twenty nine percent of Republicans support bills that are anti that are that believe that transgender athletes should be barred from sports, you know, or should o- be forced to, you know, be a part of teams that a- that correspond to their assigned sex at birth. So yeah, this is good news. Only twenty nine percent of Republicans, okay. Um, and well, there's many the other numbers. Let me um quickly look at um. Uh, i oh, have oh gosh um I accidentally closed out the thing um, where where was it okay what are the numbers okay let me scroll down okay so um 67 let's see okay um, so only 20 so overall though 28 Only 28 people support the bill. 67% oppose the measures. So, yeah, this once again shows the great disconnect between actual human beings, you know, a.k.a. the average American, and Republicans or really any of our government officials. Our government officials do not represent the people. The people are against this. The average person does not hate trans people. The average person thinks that trans people should be respected for who they claim that they are. It's only the fucking assholes in in Congress who want a theocracy support this shit. So yeah, absolutely horrendous. Um, I mean... Horrendous that we have these kind of people in government, but very good news that Americans are overwhelmingly on the tra- supportive of trans people and trans liberation. Anywho. So, yeah, I also want to talk about this story. So this is I'm actually going to kind of read this one. Um, it is from LGBTQ Nation, titled, Gay Couples Win Major Victory After Alaska been Denied Them Benefits for Years. Because I don't want necessarily this, uh, they, this uh, podcast being strictly about um, trans liberation. Um, there's still a lot of fights that are going on in other LGBT communities. Um, gay, lesbian, bisexual, pansexual... Um, whatever you know, they, they all have her fights that are still going on. So, and there was actually a big win for the gay community in Alaska. And so, let's um dive into this um article. State employees administering, sorry, administering Alaska's permanent fund failed to give gay couples for benefits. At over four years after the state's ban on same sex marriage was voided, the quote unquote oil wealth check provides dividends that are distributed to most citizens of Alaska annually by constitutional order. But after years of litigation brought by Alaska resident Denali Smith and three others, the state has agreed to treat marriages between same-sex couples equally, years after the Supreme Court ruled in favor of marriage equality and said that all marriages must be treated equally. Officials with the Permanent Fund Dividend Division didn't pay the same dividends to same-sex married couples, citing a federal law in 20, until 2019, when the lawsuit was filed. Now the state has pledged to update her regulations and no longer enforce the former law that banned marriage equality, the Associated Press reports. The annual payment, known as the Oil Wealth Check, is a payout, payout of Alaska's Permanent Fund Dividend, PFD, which comes out to about, to about $1 or three- or four-figure payment every each year. The money is derived from investment accounts started from seed money earned from oil earnings in the 1970s, and eligible members have received a check annually since 1982. Each year's amount is different, says set by state lawmakers. Most citizens living in Alaska and intent on remaining there are um, longer than are eligible to the check. In 2020, the check came to out to about approximately $992 per person. Smith and other plaintiffs were legally among legally married Alaskans with military benefits that were eligible for the check, but since 2014 did not receive it. A permanent court injunction on Alaska's Alaska same-sex marriage ban was issued in 2014, nullifying the rule that dictated same-sex couples could not receive the dividend. Prior to that, the state defined marriage as a civil contract entered into one by one man and one woman." despite the nullification of the state law and marriage equality being recognized nationwide since from 2015, records show that the employees who were responsible for administering the check had a clear misunderstanding or outright disregard of the change in law and reluctance to reach out to the Attorney General's Office for guidance. An official in the department informed employees in 2017 that the state was supposed to recognize people in same-sex marriages as eligible if they meet their criteria for the check, yet people still did not receive the benefit. Unfortunately, the state of Alaska doesn't recognize same-sex marriage yet, one employee erroneously stated in a July 2019 email. It seems that not like none of him all the way up to the director understood that this per- was a permanent injunction, meaning that if you enforce the law after the state, you're in violation of a court order and you're violating people's rights. The plaintiff's attorney, Caitlin Shortell, said, "The state acknowledges that at least 40 people erroneously denied the benefit, even after they inquired." Shortell is sure that based on their previous errors, there were likely more than the number the dividend division reported. We are pleased to have come to an agreement that the state of Alaska will follow the order to the federal court and the U.S. Supreme Court that same-sex marriages are entitled to have our marriages recognized and receive all the benefits attended, att- attendant on marriage, gleaned at PFD, she stated to the Anchorage Daily News. It is disturbing that it took five years in a federal lawsuit to force the state to follow the law and stop its discriminatory policy, Shortell added. So yeah, big win for the um, gay community. They're finally giving, getting, you know, Benefits that are, are supposed to be afforded to them as legally married couples. So yeah, let's dive into stuff. Um Alright, you know what? We're actually gonna throw aside the spiritual amnesia thing. Maybe we'll see. We'll see if I feel up to it after all this. But we might push that off to the next episode. Um, because the more I think about it, what I really, really want to talk about is RC sprawl. Um and his comments. Pretty damn disturbing comments lately. So if you don't know who he is, he is an American theologian. Um, from what I understand, pretty damn Calvinist, um, very fundamentalist, just not a just just he come, he's not a good guy, I'm sorry. He's right up there with people like John Piper and John MacArthur in terms of despicableness. Absolutely horrendous views. Shouldn't be taken seriously by anyone. Um, I've actually never... I, I've maybe read a f- and heard a few things by R.C. Sproul. I I generally try to pretend I don't that he doesn't exist. Kind of like John Piper and John MacArthur. Okay, actually not John MacArthur. Because I actually got like... I'm being honest. I would like... I don't want to, I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not a debater. I don't really want to debate. You know what? If I had the opportunity to debate John MacArthur, I'm not going to lie. That might be like the one debate I accept. The guy is so horrendous. Like, oh my gosh. I like, I would love the opportunity to go full scorched earth on him. It just, Put the guy in his place. Like, oh my gosh. Someone needs to put this guy in his place at some point. And I would love to do it. Like, I'm not joking when I say that the greatest... Like, the the greatest thing that could ever happen to me... Is John MacArthur somehow hearing about me... And condemning me as a heretic. Like, nothing... That would be the greatest thing that ever happened in my life. I have so little respect for that man. Um... That, like, nothing would please me more than getting condemned by him. And then be, being able to go, then being able to, like, debate him in person and go full scorch. Like Nothing would be greater for me. I would absolutely love that. Can't stand him. Absolutely awful. His theology sucks in every way. I mean, the guy came up with the fucking... This, bullshit idea, I don't even know what to call it, idea of lordship salvation, if you want to know more about it, look into it, it's complete bullshit, completely devoid from any theological reality the guy sucks <laughs> in every way probably, like I am like probably the worst theologian in modern times I would rank him lower than fucking um, wealth, health and wealth prosperity gospel teachers I am being 100% serious when I say Joel Osteen has more of a theological standing and has more solid theology than John MacArthur. And it's not close. Okay? I've actually heard Joel Osteen's sermons that were actually theologically sound. I have never heard a single John MacArthur sermon that was anywhere close to theologically sound. And I'm not even exaggerating. I have actually listened to quite a few of his sermons. I used to own his study Bible back in the day. My gra- it was something that my grandpa gave to me, you know, when I was really starting to dive into theology back when people thought I was going to be a pastor. Okay. Mainly just cause like, that's what, like, it's not something I actually wanted. It's just that everybody who fought wanted for me. Okay. I want to make that clear. Um, and near the end of that reign, I kind of started wanting it, but like, i've always been kind of since I was a kid just always found a way to just understand the Bible in a way that nobody else did, and people were so impressed by it that people really there's actually quite a few people who were really pressuring me to um, become a pastor you know to 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 work for seminary to become a, to go to seminary and i of course I never have and let 's be honest probably never will. But that was something that people wanted for me. And so my grandpa gave me a John MacArthur study Bible. So, And I've read that thing. Believe me, I spent hours reading that, that study Bible. It is the most useless study Bible I have ever read in my entire fucking life. The, the only thing that I ever got out of it was, holy shit, what a fucking nut job this dude is. Anyway, we're not here to talk about John MacArthur, but John MacArthur is a fucking nut job. He's right up there with John Piper and R.C. Sproul. R.C. Sproul is one. Is probably the one I've had the least experience with, but just terrible theologian. Just awful. No, There's no reason for anyone to take him seriously. And if you need any more reasons not to take these people seriously, it's what R.C. Sproul just recently said about ex-evangelicals. He said that he was praying specifically that people who were, that were, that were not evangelical anymore, even if they were still Christian, not, not just people who, you know, completely walked away from the faith and became agnostics or atheists. They, they would, that God would make them miserable. He would torture them until they were so empty that they had no choice but to return to evangelicalism. Because apparently, evangelicalism is Christianity, and any other form of Christianity is fake, apparently. I I can't even imagine just how miserable of a man this must be. He must be. I'm sorry, I literally cannot come up with another reason to pray this kind of stuff, other than I am completely miserable. And I don't like that people are walking away from, you know, what I believe, you know, evangelicalism. And therefore, I want people to be suffer for not believing what I believe. Like, oh my gosh. Can you imagine praying that someone suffers just because they don't believe exactly what you believe? Like, where, where, where is that in the Bible? Where, when? Okay, to answer me. When did John the Baptist, Jesus, Peter, Paul... John, any of the disciples. When did they ever pray? Lord, make this person who doesn't believe exactly as I believe suffer greatly. I'm I, I'm waiting. Oh wait, it's not in the Bible. You tell me. You said right. You said under your breath. Oh, hmm. now why do you think that this is a uh, okay? Didn't believe and. And I know what actually the Bible says about people who are, you know, that you view as your enemies, because unfortunately, evangelicals believe that anybody who believes anything different, even if we're still Christian or enemies, it says, pray for them. And it doesn't mean, and it's not, doesn't mean pray for them that they will suffer and be miserable. no, 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 no. It means pray blessings upon them. Okay, what R.C. Sproul? It's not only just not found in the Bible. What he is saying is against what the Bible preaches. Okay, the Bible talks about those who are different than you, blessing them. You know, if you know, if you're forced to carry someone's load for a mile, then you know, go with him to you know, forces you to go from one mile, go with him two, turn the other cheek. You know, pray for those who bless you. I mean, pray pray for those who. Cur- ursio you know things like that he he is the way he is preaching is just blatantly in every way against the bible like I, 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 I'm honestly at a loss for words like I knew the guy was a terrible theologian holy crap I did not imagine he was that bad day, he would just show directly, contradict something that is so basic to the core of the gospel. Like, but I mean, it just shows the problem of evangelicalism. Evangelicalism doesn't, isn't really Christianity, if we're being honest. I have never seen a group claim to be Christian and yet go against every single thing that the Bible teaches. There is nothing Christlike about evangelicalism. Okay, no, I'm sorry. That 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 is wrong. There is one thing that evangelicals do better than any other Christian community I've ever seen. I'll say maybe the Amish, and that is support for one each ho- one another. Support for the in group. Okay. They are fucking masters at supporting one another, at loving one another. And when I say one another, I mean the in-group, of our evangelicals. They are masters at that. I mean, you know, we talk, we, we look at the Bible, you know, and look at the early Christians and how they lived and just how beautiful that was. You know, like, the reason Christianity spread so quick was just because how much... Not only not only Christians cared about other people who, you know, weren't Christians, but also, you know, how much they cared for each other. You know, the love that they showed for each other, you know? And like we 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 hold up this, you know, um Ideal of what Christians should be for whenever, you know, bringing the tougher casseroles when, you know, someone is sick, you know, 24 hour prayer watches, you know, the church coming to just come in behind to help support, you know, someone who's in need, you know, just all the, you know, just like all these things that, you know, P- the church does to support each other, you know, when in times of need, you know. Showing up at 4 a.m. at the hospital. Whatever. Like, evangelicals do that better than any other Christian community outside of the Amish I have ever seen. Like, I am I, struggling to think of a evangelical community I've ever seen that does that anywhere close to as well as evangelicals do. And evangelicals are just, they, they do it better than anyone. They, they absolutely do. So, you know what? I can't say that they don't do anything Christ-like. They absolutely do. They are absolutely amazing. Like, they are, like, the model of Christ-like behavior to each other. Unfortunately, ver theology also teaches nothing but hatred for the other. They, they completely ignore any teachings of love when it comes to anyone who is different from them. When that happens, love goes straight out the window, and it's nothing but hate. I, I, I cannot think of a single group that is even really different than, from themselves that they, don't, that they don't despise. They hate mainland Protestants. They hate Catholics. They hate Orthodox Christians. They hate Amish. They hate Mormons. They hate Muslims. They hate Buddhists. They hate Hindus. They hate people of color. They hate LGBT people. They hate feminists. They hate anyone who believes in the climate change. They hate. They hate anyone who left of Ted Cruz. Okay, they hate everybody and everything who's not exactly like them. Which is runs completely contradictory to the gospel. I mean, completely. Um, in fact, there's actually a verse. Let me find it here. Um, Ah uh, yes. First John four four, not fourteen. God ah, darn it, got hiccups now. Good feeling we're getting to the end of the segment. Um first John four, twenty, verses twenty and twenty-one. If anyone boasts I love God and goes right on hating his brother or sister, thinking nothing of it. He is a liar. If he won't love the person he can see, how can he love the God he can't see? The command we have from love from bleh, the command we have from Christ is blunt. Loving God includes loving people. You've got to love both. The problem is they love everyone who's just like them. It doesn't take any effort to love people who are just like you. No, you've got to love people who are different. And unfortunately, they false. they just don't. Like they they, they don't even try. For the whole theology literally promotes the hatred. Like this is not just a simple moral failing, unfortunately. This is a systemic problem. This is what they teach from the pulpits. They teach that the Bible hate that God hates certain people. Certain people being anyone who is different from them. Like, I can understand someone who just genuinely doesn't recognize the hatred in their hearts, you know, or struggles with it. Like, it's just like simple more failing, but probably evangelical. I'm not saying that every evangelical is absolutely wicked or evil, whatever. But the problem is evangelicalism is rotten to the core. Which is why people are fleeing from evangelicalism. You know? And because it's at its very core, its core theology is hatred of anyone else, anyone who's not in the in group. And we're seeing that. You know, they are losing power. Evangelical was synonymous with Christianity, so fortunately, is in many aspects. But they were the ones who had all the power. Now we're losing it. People are fleeing evangelicalism. And if they are remaining Christian, well, we're not remaining evangelical. We're going more mainline. And people like RC Sproul are terrified of this. And so now, out of her hatred for anyone who is different, and also scaredness that they're losing power, is now praying that anyone who is ex-evangelical suffers. That they Suffer. And they become miserable. They become so empty that we're forced to become an evangelical again. Sadly, I wish they could say I'm surprised. I am not. I am just surprised that anyone was so vocal on this. You know, that but, but such a big-name person would say this so vocally. and Okay, not necessarily vocally. So bluntly. He would say this so bluntly. But yeah, it just, just, just horrendous! What's going on? Just shows the wickedness of the ev- of evangelicalism. It is a broken, it is broken at its very core, unfortunately. And this is just another symptom of it. Anywho, once we come back, we're gonna, you know, have fun. It's going to be a fun segment. You know, talk about Star Trek and a few other things, including a good news story at the end. So. Yeah, we'll be back in about a minute and a half. All right, so we are back. So I am not going to lie. So de- during um uh de- during the break, um when I was sitting here, um for let's see, I mean yeah, about the last hour, I've kind of just been sitting here. Oh God, I just realized it's been more than an hour because like I just been sitting here, just kind of figuring out like what exactly i kind of wanted to talk about so like i in my head i recorded like a whole segment okay like i like several times over okay so like here's how this kind of goes if i am smart about it basically what i'll do is in my head i'll record several segments and, like, none of them will ever make it onto it. Like, for highly entertaining. Like, these are, like, super entertaining segments. But, like, I'll not record them on purpose. Because, it, it cause, like, in my head, what I'm thinking, like, the things I'm recording in my head are, like, super, like, bombastic. <laughs> like, I will just sit there and be, like, you know, like... You know, like, like, basically, like, I guess i like the Ubermensch or whatever, you know, like, I am like the peak of humanity, you know, like, I am smarter, I am greater than all of you, you know, you should be just like me, like, I, like, I am playing like this complete, total, like, asshole, overly prideful character, you know, like, like, you know, all of you are inferior and all that stuff, like, that's what I do in my head, sometimes, unfortunately, I make the mistake of actually Recording at, and then usually has to record a segment like three or four times before you know I'm not like this complete asshole. You know, like I already come off as enough of an asshole during the political stuff. Like, like the stuff I do during, the, especially during the entertainment ones. Like sometimes during the news one, like are even worse. So it's just like, yeah. So like I kind of did that in my head. So yeah, unfortunately, what you actually hear is nowhere close to as entertaining, but I feel like I feel like it come across as a lot better. Like I don't come across as the overly prideful, complete asshole that I would have if I did what actually came in my head. So yeah, I actually have to like either in my head record this stuff several times or actually recorded several times and annoy myself by having to re-record the thing like three or four times before I don't come across. It's like fucking prideful Ubermensch, you know, like peak humanity. Everyone should be bowing down to me because I am the greatest thing to ever lived. you know, like. Yeah, so. It's been fun, you know, and believe me, I came up with some really entertaining stuff, but now, not, now I am now sitting here having to figure out, okay, how do I do I tone it down like a hundred notches? And so, but why I like, try to think out had to tone this stuff down like a hundred notches? We're gonna st- we're gonna start off with something I don't need to tone down by a hundred notches because, like, I never needed to in the first place. Um, and may realistically, be the only thing I talk about in this whole damn segment because I am struggling right now to figure out how not to come across as a pretentious asshole. Um, and that's Star Trek. So I've been watching, uh, kind of haphazardly watching through the star trek movies um like there's really like i just kind of watch for whatever i want like i'm not watching through them in actual order and so last night i decided to torture myself oh my gosh why i did this to myself i don't know i must really really hate myself I watched Star Trek, the motion picture, which was, you know, the first Star Trek film and Star Trek, the final frontiers, a.k.a., you know, um, excuse me. What does God need with a starship? Yeah, just the two were Star Trek movies, Um, you know, and I feel like that from I've seen, most people consider Final Frontier to be the worst of Star Trek films. I completely disagree. I think Star Trek The Motion Picture is worse than The Final Frontier. And oh my gosh, yeah, it is. Whew. But both are terrible. Star Trek The Motion Picture is probably the second most boring film I've ever seen in my entire life. Like, seriously. like They sit there for several minutes. We'll just show the fucking Enterprise from every damn angle. And it's just like, okay, move on. Why 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 do you have to show so many damn angles of Star Trek of the Enterprise? Like and it literally goes on for several minutes. Like that time when they um ended up in the Wormhole, and then there was when they ended up inside that um Entity, whatever the fuck it was. Like, I just keep showing the colors for several straight minutes. And it's just like, oh my god, just move the fuck on. You don't need to do this. Like, if you're just dragging it out for the point of dragging it out, like, just stop. Stop dragging this out. And even then, this would just be an okay movie at best. Like, come on. Stop it. It's boring as fuck. None of the new characters, Deckard or Illard, Ili- I-, I don't even remember I don't and I don't care. None of them were interesting. None of them were interesting. Was- oh my gosh, that movie was so fucking boring. The only movie I've ever seen that was more boring was Fiddler on the Roof. Like, oh my gosh. It was like the first 18 minutes of the film had gone by and I could have sworn it was an hour. Like, it was like, okay, at least an hour has passed by this film. It's like, no, only 18 fucking minutes and I'm just like, Oh god. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. That movie, second worst movie I've ever seen. But oh my gosh, definitely the most boring. Okay, the worst movie I've ever seen was Star Wars Attack of the Clones. I will never watch that movie again. That or Filler on the Roof, or Cars 2, Lion King 2, Madagascar 3, Attack of the uh Star Wars, um, The Last Jedi. Those are movies. But I will never watch ever again. Like, you just couldn't get me to. Or Pokemon 3. No, no, not oh, Pokemon 3. Pokemon 3 is actually okay. Pokemon 2000. I will never watch that movie ever again. Holy fuck, that was bad. Um, but yeah, you know, there's some movies I'll never watch again. And I'm not saying, like, I would, you know what? I'm going to save it. Star Trek The Motion Picture is a movie I will never watch again. Second most boring movie I've ever seen. I wouldn't say it's quite as egregious as, like, Cars 2 or Madagascar 3 or Fiddler Under, but it's bad. West Side Story. Oh, my gosh. That movie sucked. Oh, my gosh. West Side Story sucked. But, yeah, that's another movie I'll never, ever, ever watch again. But, um, yeah, so, yeah, never, never, never seen those films again. Star Trek Demolition Picture. Second most boring film I've ever seen. And the worst Star Trek film. Um, when I watched Final Frontier. Not as bad. At least it was somewhat entertaining. Generally, not for good reasons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the film is the definition of pretentious. Like, like they're trying. Like, William Shatner is clearly trying so hard to be like. Philosophically deep and all this shit, and it's just like, no, it's not deep. It's not interesting. It just sucks. Shut the fuck up about the meaning of pain. It's, it's not interesting. It's not. It's not interesting. It's not well thought out. I, 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 I don't want to hear you drone on about the meaning of pain. Just shut up. Just, just stop. It's not good. It's not interesting. Spock it be it, it no it no, sorry does that was, that was motion picture never mind um but yeah, just I mean of course you know there was the and honestly, I think that the was a scene where we are sitting there debating about demeaning the pain while in the Kirk's quarters against Cybok, like that was a the worst scene even worse yes, even worse and um excuse me, but what does God need with a starship? Yeah, a terrible movie. Don't ever watch it, people, unless you're like you're such a diehard tra- Star Trek fan that you want to see everything. Like that's the only reason to ever see it. Like, it's not good. Please just skip Star Trek the Motion Picture and the Final Voyage. If you wanna watch good Star Trek films, I did not enjoy it because it was very cringey and I absolutely despise cringe. Like there's nothing on Earth that is but if if it's like the bane of my existence, or cringe and that is the voyage home, like I recognize it was well-made, but the movie is so damn cringy that I can't enjoy it. Um, but ones that I highly enjoyed, which were, um, Wrath of Khan, which is like, you know, like the second coming of Star Trek films. And, um, oh gosh, uh, the sixth one. What the fuck is that called? Um, okay. I, I gotta go. I have it on Blu-ray. Let me walk out to my Blu-ray collection. Uh, the Undiscovered Country. There we go. The Undiscovered Country. The final original series film. I, I, ooh, I'm going to be honest. I don't know which one I like better. Undiscovered Country or Khan. Kind of neck and neck to me. That's how I need to watch them back to back. Just to see. But... Yeah, like, I'd recommend those. Even Nemesis, you know, I think Star Trek Nemesis was pretty darn good. Like, I know that the reputation for that movie is that it's mediocre at best. But honestly, I think it was a good movie. I thought it was a damn good movie. I think that it is completely underrated in, like, every way. So, yeah, I would recommend even Star Trek Nemesis. Um, Or Star Trek Beyond, which is technically, you know, an alternate timeline. But Star Trek Beyond, fucking amazing top three Star Trek films for me. Like I would rate that just below Undiscovered Country and Um Raph of Khan. I I think Star Trek Beyond is the third best Star Trek film. So yeah, you know those are the ones I would recommend. Uh just just, just for the love of God, stay away from Final Frontier and the, the motion picture, the first one. Like just stay away. Please please don't watch. Yeah, yeah. and thinking about it right now, there's no way, I, can, I don't know if I, there's a way I can go into this rant without coming across is a completely pretentious asshole. So I was going to kind of go on a rant about anime. But I don't know if I can do it without sounding completely pretentious. <laughs> um, because, like, I straight up don't understand a love for anime at all. I, I don't, I I genuinely don't get it. Like I I don't understand why people like anime. I really don't. And I come from a family that likes anime. Like like all my friends, I like pretty much anyone I know in real life who's around my age, like fucking loves anime. So like I like I read like I read fucking manga, you know, watch anime just because like everyone's like, you gotta say this, you gotta read it, like fucking like I don't get it. I don't understand. Like, especially like fucking manga, like why would you read it? It's like it's it's written the wrong way. Like, yes, I know that's fucking pretentious. Um, but it's like, I'm I'm sorry. I'm not reading anything that goes fucking left to right. Like, it's not happen? No, or was it right to left? I, I can't keep my direction. Yeah, right to left. America, we Americans read left to right. Like, I'm not like, I'm sorry. I'm not putting in the effort to do it. I don't care enough. It's confusing. I always lose my place. I, I'm not bothering, like, if you can't be bothered when translating it to American, to put it in a way that's natural for Americans to read, guess what? I'm not going to read your fucking thing. I don't care how well written it is, you know, like, a not like it's not I know who fucking loves Naruto, like, thinks Naruto is the greatest thing that ever happened to media. They got me to try to read the manga. So I, you know, and so I got out in front of the library, like, fine, I'll read it. Like, it was well written, I'm not going to deny it, but I'm sorry, I kept for losing where I was. Like, I'm sorry, I don't care enough. Put it, put it in a way that's actually good for Americans, or i not going to read it. I'm sorry, fuck it. I don't care enough. You know, and just, and I, it's just. I don't know. Like, I don't understand the appeal of the animation. I don't think it's well animated. I don't think that it looks good. The, okay, the, except for the backgrounds. Like, the sto- like, everyone's like, oh my gosh, Japanese were such amazing storytellers. Like, really? I have never gotten that out of anything. Like, like I have never seen a Japanese thing that was more than just meat okay, storytelling-wise. And I am someone who cares about story. Like... For me, when I watch something, there are several things I care about. Here's what I'm looking for in in a movie. Storytelling. um, Especially dialogue. Mostly dialogue. Um, Let's see. Score. I, I care about the score a lot. And then I would say probably... I would say camera work. I really... Like, if you do, like, I will notice if the camera work is just even slightly off. Like, if you do something from a weird-ass angle, I'm going to notice it. Like I have gone on, like, 15-plus-minute rants on movies. I think it was the movie Return to the Hiding Place. I thought the camera work on that movie was so awful that I literally spent, like, 15-plus-minutes ranting about the camera work. Darn I'm hiccuping again. Come on. Ugh. But yeah, like, they, like I, I noticed that stuff, like, I, I care about it, you know, so it's just like, ugh. I have never seen a Japanese thing that I felt like was at best, above average, storytelling-wise, you know, like, I have a list to you, every Japanese thing, every Japanese anime I've ever seen that I thought was at all good, Padma Inverted, Wind Rises, and um, Secret World of Variety. That's about it. Like everything else was forgettable at best, to terrible at worst. Like I don't get it. Why? Why? Why, why do you like anime? I, I I don't understand. I I don't understand. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. They I, yeah, they came across as a lot more pretentious. than I wanted Not as pretentious as in my head, but definitely more pretentious than. I wanted, you know what? Fuck it. I'm already in full pretentious t- territory, so I, I I'm gonna, I I am going to keep on the role of being pretentious. Why do people like TikTok? I don't get it. I I I I signed up about a year ago. I signed up for a TikTok account because like everyone's like, oh my gosh, TikTok, it's so amazing, so wonderful. I signed up for an account, had it for about a week, deleted it. Like, I. Why do people like TikTok? I don't understand. I, I I don't understand. TikTok is fucking awful. It's boring. It's it's low effort. Like it just uh, nothing on it is interesting. Like just make a fucking YouTube video. Like for the love of God, just write a blog about it. Make a YouTube video or whatever. Like not interesting. And it just comes across as cringy. Just I oh don't know. why do people like TikTok? I d- I don't understand. I am I am a boomer, in a Gen Z body. I fully admit that. I am I am an old soul. Okay, when I was a kid, I literally would yell out from the window. You know, of course I, I never opened it because I didn't have the guts to do it. You know, to actually open up the window so we could actually hear me. I would literally yell, "Get off our fucking long kids!" You know, minus the. F- f word i didn't even know that word existed until i was a teenager because how damn sheltered i was but, you know like i was literally that one like get off our lawn kids when i was a kid you know like i've always felt old you know like i like when i was 10 you know i felt like i was like fucking 50 or 60 you know and i'm 22 and i feel like i'm in my fucking 70s or 80s you know I've always felt old, you know. When I grew up, you know, you know what my earliest memories are of watching as a toddler? Black and white World War II documentaries, you know. When I grew up, you know what shows that we watched? Like, when I watched watched, you know, the newest shows we ever watched were that Duggarsha, you know, 13 Kids Accounting or whatever. Um, that was the newest show we were allowed to watch. Yes, my family was that fundamentalist um cosby show those are like the only two shows in like last 30 years as of that time you know pre-2013 but we were allowed to watch um and then like andy griffith i love lucy um honeymooners um stuff like that you know trying to think what were some other ones i watched uh can't think off the top of my head But, you know, like, I remember watching Howdy Doody as a little kid. Howdy fucking Doody. Like, who under the age of, like, 60 has ever heard of that? I remember watching Gunsmoke and Bonanza, Bonanza, was it? Bonanza? Whatever. With my grandpa. Like, those are the shows I watched growing up. You know? I've always just... I felt old, like, I don't know, like, I I just can't relate to people my age. I really don't, you know, like, people my age, they fucking love Star Wars. They love anime. They love, you know, Pokemon. They, they like all this, like, music, and it's just like, I, 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 I don't get it. I don't get it. Old old people stuff is better. (laughs) Old people stuff is a million times better. I'm sorry, I would much rather watch Andy Griffith or Bob Newhart or... Trying to think, honeymooners, um, the hard track, like, to like anything modern. Like, (laughs) I don't get it. I, I, like, I, like, I like old music is better than new music. I'm sorry. It is. Even Christian music was better back in like the, you know, the early 90s, in the 80s and 70s than it is now. You know? Just saying. Like, I'm sorry. Keith Green over, I don't know, j- just about any artist today. <laughs> like, come on, you know. I'd rather listen to, I don't know, I'm trying to think of like old artists off the top of my head moment I really enjoyed. Most of them are more obscure ones, to be fair. But Cat Stevens, oh my gosh, Cat Stevens, give me a Cat Stevens any day over just about anyone today. Paul Simon, oh my gosh. I'm trying to think, like, there's, I mean, don't get wrong. There are bands I like modern day. My favorite artists of all time are modern. Keane's Kaleidoscope, NF Coldplay. But it's like most of the music I enjoy is more stuff like Paul Simon, Cat Stevens, Keith Green. Oh, gosh. There's one I was listening to just a little bit ago if I really liked. I can't remember off the top of my head at the moment. But, yeah, you know, like, even movies. Like, a lot of the older movies are better. You know, like, I don't ever watch Maltese Falcon and watch most modern movies. Like, old stuff is better. <laughs> so, I, I just don't understand people my age. I don't get it. I don't get it. I, I, I don't understand people my age at all. I really don't. <sighs> Anyhow, let's get, let, let's dive in to this to the good news story to end off this episode. Because so I am getting really hungry. It's like three oh eight p.m. right now, and it's like I am damn hungry right now. Like I like I need to eat something. Like because my parents get food do food pickups for the church from like Starbucks and Panera. Um, and so like I'll get a lot of this stuff from home, and it's like I got from you know from for Panera pickups, you know those cinnamon toast cr, uh, those cinnamon, those cinnamon crunch bagels, like. I ain't going to have one of those, you know, like, oh my gosh, I'm like, oh, so good, so good. Um, anyway, yes, I know it's got gluten. I don't care. I I, I am, it's going to slow down my process, but you know, I don't care. I love it. It's, it's the best bagel that was ever created. Anywho, our good news story comes from Good News Network. Japanese doctors perform world's first living donor lung transplant on COVID-19 patients. A COVID-19 patient in Japan has has received the world's first lung transplant from living donors. Receiving transplant lung tissue from her son and husband, the patient underwent a 11-hour operation at Kyoto University Hospital to receive her transplant last Wednesday. The woman who underwent the operation contracted COVID-19 late last year. According to a Kyoto University hospital, she spent months on a life support machine acting as an artificial lung because hers had become no longer functional. It's expected that she'll recover from last week's operation within months. As is the case around the world, waiting lists for lung transplants from organ donors who have passed away are very long in Japan. Dr. Hiroshi Date, who led the operation, said in a statement that the successivist transplant from living donors can provide optimism among other suffering severe lung damage caused by the virus. I think there's a lot of hope for this treatment in the sense that it creates a new option. The thoracic, the thoracic, I, T-H-O-R-A-C-I-C, I already pronounce that, surgeon said to uh, Koyoto News. So yeah, good news, uh, having lung transplant on COVID-19 patients, because holy crap. COVID-19 really racks the lungs, which is great news for me because I have weak lungs. Because when I was born, I was born where my um, windpipe um, did not connect to my lungs. My, but my esophagus connected to my left lung. My windpipe just dead-ended. Esophagus connected to left lung. And so, yeah, you know, I had to have surgery when I was about a day old. And so I have weak lungs. So I, you know, uh, I am definitely quite at risk for COVID-19. So, yeah, this, it, this whole thing has been pretty scary for me, seeing just how much those racks lungs, but seeing, hey, they've pulled it off. You know, kind of good news. I, I'd rather not have it happen. But, you know, at least we know that it can be done and it can be successful. So, yeah, very good news. Anyway, that's everything for this episode. If you're listening on... Um, You know, feel free to email me comments or questions or news stories to cover. Uh, My email is in the description, annahudock98 at zoho mail.com. Once again, you can check it in the description. If you're listening via podcast platform, please leave a review, you know, share the podcast with, you know, whoever. Um, If you're listening on YouTube, share, like, subscribe, comment in the comment section below. And, of course, you know, in the description, you can find links to su- to support my content. Um, cash app, Venmo, PayPal, and Patreon. Um, and, yeah, have a wonderful day, everyone. Peace.